<laughs> Good evening, Mr. Ham and Mr. Helton. Hello. How are, how are you guys today? I'm doing really well. So we're getting close to Christmas. So close. Oh my gosh. What, six days to Christmas Eve now? Something like that, yeah. Oh my gosh. Are y'all ready? For it to be over? Is that, was, no, is that the like rest you, of that, that are, phrase? Are you that done? Question? Are you finished? Are you prepared <laughs> for the day? Um, for the most part, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we actually... So this year, mm-hmm. my kid, when we say, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. Uh, maybe a stuffed animal? And I'm like, what? <clears throat> so I'm like, we didn't know what to get. I have Uh-oh. no clue what to get my kid. Uh-oh. So yesterday we went out and, and she stayed with, with um, her grandmother for most of the day. And we got to go out and just shop for her. And there was a few things that she had kind of showed interest in over the last couple of months. So right. we grabbed a couple of those things and... and I think she'll be happy with with what she's getting. All right. Well, in that age range, I, I can't imagine that you would go wrong with any kind of stuffy, any kind of doll. Yeah. The LOL dolls. The she's wanted little a little pet shop. She wants one of the little scooters, the little razor scooters. You know, oh, like so, the push ones or the yeah, electric ones. The little push ones. Oh, nice. So I got nice. we got her one of those. Okay. Um, well, don't yeah. say she might hear this before Christmas. Uh, nah, she's not gonna hear this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she doesn't. She like whenever we're listening, like later. Yeah, she she's got her headphones on and she's in her tablet playing Roblox or whatever. Uh huh. I got gotcha, you. So. I got gotcha. you. What about you? Obi, uh, you ready for the big day? I'm prepared for. Yes, I, w- I want it to be over. I'm done. It's <laughs> okay. like it, you you start off as Saint Nicholas and you you automatically think everybody just turns into Krampus. It's just like I want it to be over. Krampus. Um, Krampus. That's a bit extreme. No. <laughs> You're going to no, kidnap I, children you know, and, and eat, eat them? them. <laughs> uh, well, it depends. It, did you get coal outside of your door or did you get a bundle of sticks? There's, there's, there, there is a limitation to which Krampus you kind of get a hold of. He's got two moods. Oh, oh okay. You know, the beating people and putting eating them yeah, later? You know, I mean, there are people out there, like most of modern day slash third world cannibalism at this point is all... Uh, war bound so after the battle i'm like hey we're gonna eat that one okay so we've been playing with this ai generator we need to find one that has like that will do video and we need to have krampus doing a haka that would be really cool nice (laughs) that is nice uh yeah yeah so that's one thing uh folks AI is the the word of the season this year. It really is. Uh, mm. And two of the best ones out right now. So there's several there's a there's several AI art generators. There's Dolly, there's Stable Diffusion, there's Midjourney, and some of them are better than others. Some of them are also pretty expensive to use. Uh, Stable Diffusion, however, right now is free, so we've been playing with that one a little bit. Yeah, generating some some AI art with you. You just type in a text prompt, and it gives you a, a four sample photos back, and then you can kind of click and refine from there. But we've just been doing the just prompt and get the four images and kind of laugh at them and see what they see what it comes up with. And you know, some uh, of them have been really really good. Some of them have mm-hmm. been really really odd. <laughs> yeah. And now one thing I will say the the art ones do or stable diffusion at least does not handle text at all. So like anytime it tries to incorporate text into the image, it comes out really weird. Just gibberish. Just random yeah, letters just, put together. Just, yeah, it's just random letters. Like it doesn't understand text at all. So yeah. that's something to keep in mind. But if you're looking for text, 
There's another AI which is slammed right now. I can't even get the page to load. It's so busy. It's called Chat GPT, and uh, it generates some pretty cool stuff. And if you have a chance right now, it's free. They've got it open for testing to play with. If you can get the page to load, I highly recommend to go check it out. It's very interesting. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you guys don't mind, I want to share a little something that I made with it last night. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll read the prompt that I gave it and I will read its response. And this will take a little bit because it's it's a little bit long, uh, but I can go through it pretty quick. Okay. Uh, go for it. So three friends, Jeremy, Jason, and Obi, go on a trip together and encounter some strange things and the situation becomes stressful and suspenseful. That's my prompt. Okay. That's what I gave it. Here's what it gives me back. Oh, God. As they travel, they begin to notice strange and unsettling occurrences. Jason feels like they're being watched, and Jeremy keeps finding strange symbols etched into their hotel room walls. Obi becomes increasingly paranoid, convinced that they are being targeted by some unknown force. As the trip goes on, the strange occurrences become more frequent and more intense. They hear strange noises at night and see shadowy figures lurking in the corners of their vision. Jason becomes convinced that they are being haunted by malevolent spirits while Jeremy suggests that they might be the targets of some kind of conspiracy. Obi, meanwhile, is convinced that they have stumbled upon some ancient eldritch secret that they were never meant to discover. <laughs> this Dude. is awesome! As the tension builds, the friends find themselves on the edge of their nerves, unsure of who or what to trust. They begin to argue and mistrust one another, unsure if their own companions are responsible for the strange events or if they are all in this together. Will they be able to survive the trip and make it back home? Or will the mysterious forces at work consume them? Wow. That was the problem. Okay, that, so what, what's your thoughts so far? Because I did a little more. That was awesome. That's pretty I, awesome. I, was yes. like, I, I could see, like, even at a personal level, I could be like, oh, man, there's something going on. I could, I could see that. Every bit of that. All right. Okay. So my next prompt, simply three words, continue the story. Oh, that's it. That's all I said. <clears throat> Here we go. As the situation becomes more and more stressful and suspenseful, the friends begin to feel like they are being pulled in different directions. Jason wants to find a way to banish the spirits and protect them, while Jeremy is more focused on trying to uncover the truth behind these strange occurrences. Obi, meanwhile, is just trying to keep them all safe and alive. Despite their differences, they decide to work together and try to find a way out of their predicament. They begin to investigate the local area and gather clues, searching for any information that might help them understand what is happening. They speak with locals and visit the libraries and museums, trying to piece together the mystery. As they delve deeper into the mystery, they begin to uncover a series of interconnected clues that point towards an ancient and powerful artifact that is said to grant immense power to whomever possesses it. They realize that they are not the only ones searching for this artifact and that they are being pursued by a shadowy organization that will stop at nothing to get their hands on it. Determined to find the artifact and stop the organization from using it for evil, the friends set out on a dangerous journey that takes them through the treacherous terrain and into the heart of the enemy's stronghold. Along the way, they must use all of their wits and skills to outsmart their foes and stay one step ahead. As they close in on the artifact, the stakes become higher and the danger grows. They know that they are running out of time and that their very lives may be on the line. Will they be able to find the artifact and prevent it from falling into the wrong hands? Or will they succumb to the forces arrayed against them? 
This is cool, dude. And this comes from an AI. Yeah. So this. Yeah. I mean, mm. you heard what I told it, and this is its response. <clears throat> uh, with no further input from me. I think I'm going to go home. I'm going to download this. It's, all, it's just a web page. Yeah, you just go to the website. I'm going to have like a whole book series I'm actually, by the end of the weekend. I'm actually going through the verification on it right now. I can't even get the page to load at the moment. It, like took, it took me a minute, like a lot of refreshes, yeah. but I finally got there. That is insane. Okay, so uh, there's more. Hold on. Okay. My oh. next prompt, three more words. Complete the story. <laughs> Despite the many challenges and dangers they face, the friends were ultimately successful in their quest. They located the artifact and, through a series of daring and resourceful moves, managed to outmaneuver and outsmart their enemies. In the end, they emerged victorious, with the artifact in their possession and the shadowy organization defeated. As they returned home, they knew that they had accomplished something truly remarkable and that their lives would never be the same again. But even as they celebrated their triumph, they knew that the adventure was far from over. There were still many mysteries out there waiting to be explored, and they were determined to seek them out and uncover their secrets. Together, the friends continued to travel and explore, always on the lookout for new adventures and challenges. And no matter where their journey took them, they knew that they could always count on each other to have each other's backs and face whatever came their way. It has like a true origin story. It that, really that's, is. That's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. That is. I'm wow. impressed. I mean, I'm very impressed. I can't believe a computer did that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. AI. And so that was just me letting it be creative. And that's not even this thing's strong suit. Like the where this particular chat GPT, where it excels <laughs> is technical data. So it's really good at summarizing. So. I saw one thing here where it said it had a prompt, like example prompts, and one right. of them was like, "Explain quantum uh, physics in simple terms." Right. Yeah. So it can break it down and summarize it for, mm -hmm. for and the I actually, layman. And I did try that one, and it it did a fair job of it, like very basic quantum physics. It didn't get into like the high level theory and stuff, but right. like the really basic stuff, it did a really good job. Uh, uh, my wife is a therapist and she was like, you know, okay, ask it to summarize Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So literally I just type in simple terms, explain Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it did just that. It had the five, the five levels, what each one was a brief summary of what it meant. And then like it explained that before you can try to start working on level two needs, you have to have first met level one needs. So it's like, and I was like, is that right? And she's like, that's spot on. That's exactly how that works. That's cool. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. So another like other things that I know I just told you guys about this before we started recording. But uh, one person went on to chat GPT and prompted it that I want you to pretend that you're a Linux kernel. Here's your here's your OS. This is your version number. And from now on, you will respond only to terminal commands as if you were this Linux operating system. And then he begins to proceed to install and run software. But like he actually launched a program from the chatbot on his computer. Yeah, on a completely different operating yeah, he system. He was running like a Windows computer yeah. and it launched a Linux based Dude, application. 
That's insane. Like it compiled the code and everything. That is insane. Yeah. I mean that, and it's free right now. Again, it's free right now. Both of these stable diffusion and chat GPT are both free right now. If you can get the pages to load, go check them out. People, they are so fun to just goof around with. Like the stuff you can get out of them is, is really, really cool. I'm in complete conspiracy mode right now. <laughs> like, I, for example, let's just say the man did that with Linux, and it was on an open network, and it was able to be like, "Hey, create this hack to get into said government thing." Well, the government's going to have to come through and create something to counteract said that said bot. But let's say they they ha- don't have that anyway, and then next thing you know, you get access to nuclear codes. Well, so it has rails. Yeah. Like it's built in. Like it, it won't tell you how to do anything illegal. It won't tell you. It won't. Uh, it won't produce like hate speech or uh, anything like that. Uh, the same thing with the, the, the art AI one. It's, it's got rails. Like you can't use it to generate pornography. Um, some of them you can, but uh, stable diffusion is, is set so that it won't do those, those kinds of things. Uh, chat GPT is the same. Now there are ways around the rails. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but I do know how to get around the rails. Uh, if, but it, so some people have had another thing people have done with GPT is they've had it like, give me a perfect recipe for a rainy day soup. And it like generated a recipe. And it was like a legit, Hmm. like something that you would put together and you could, Legit it, but the guy cooked it and? and he said it was all right. He said he tweaked the spices a little bit because the, the thing had made it a little on the bland side. So <laughs> he tweaked the spices some to flavor it up. The crazy thing, though, was he cooked it and took a picture of it. Yeah. <clears throat> then he went. He was using Mid Journey, which costs money. So I don't have I mean, I, I'm not going to pay for access to that one because it's like two hundred dollars to get access. Right. Uh, but it's another art generator. And he pasted the recipe that he got from ChatGPT into the art generator as a text prompt. And he said it generated an image that was remarkably similar to the photo he took of the finished product. That is crazy. <laughs> My gosh, that is crazy. I love it. I mean, it's weird and mm. it's it's very, very, very cool. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> like I could play with something like this for hours on end. Oh, for sure. Like right. if I could get it to load, we 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 would play with it a little bit right now. Because I was kind of <laughs> wanting to get you guys to give me a chat prompt. I've got it for, up for Chat GPT. Oh, you you've got Chat GPT to load. I think that's what it is. It says beta.openai.com playground p default tweet classifier. Does it does it have a Here. page that just looks like a old school chat window? No, that's not it. Okay. So it when when you get into the actual system, yeah, it looks just like uh, an old school chat room. Like it's got a place at the bottom for you to type in your messages, and then the big window in the middle is, um, no. I mean, it's something completely different, huh? Yeah, it okay. should it should be like openai.com slash blog slash chat GPT. Okay. Um. But I can't, like I said, I can't even get the page to load now. It's just slammed. Like you just, you can't get in. Uh, but it's it's really really cool. It's and you do have to have an account. You do have to create an account to I, access it. But 
Yeah, I did have to create the account. But yeah, it's it, it and it took me quite a while last night to get the base to load. So that's cool though. I mean, it is very, 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 yeah. very, very cool. And that's something like some of the other ones that you pay for, you don't have this access issue because you know they've got the money to pay for bandwidth. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's this is really really interesting and and like I said, if you can get in and get the pages to load, I fully wholeheartedly recommend while they're free, play with them because it's it's extremely interesting the uh, the stuff that you can get out of it. The yeah. art was remarkable. I, I just loved it. Especially it was, the the closest one that I seen was the RoboCop. Yeah, that, that one was. Yeah, yeah, we we had put in the prompt. RoboCop plays an accordion yeah. and. The the top like the, gave us the four images. The top left one gave us a really good rendition of an accordion, but it was just like a robot playing an accordion. Yeah, it looked more like uh, what was that old movie, like The City, uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it looks that, yeah. It, the robot looked like something out of Metropolis. Right, and then uh, uh, the, like the next couple were just kind of random, and then the bottom right corner gave you a very good rendition of RoboCop. With like a funky with a looking, weird, weird looking, accordion. yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. But the text one just blows my mind. Yeah, like that one really. I really need sets to find out. It, find out how to get in there and 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 mess with that. But could what, you? Oh, go sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, now, could you imagine if we had had that back when your school teacher said, "I need a five page report." Imagine how your senior year portfolio would have went. <sighs> True, (laughs) but I can also see them. If you have that, could you put it back through? You can't. I mean, you're obviously you're not plagiarizing because it's generating a a text based on a prompt, which means that you're not pulling from a a a published source. Well, you kind of are because it's been programmed with published articles and stuff. That's how they. That's how it knows what to respond. But it's not doing it like word for word. No, it's not. That's. It, so would you technically just have to put a reference point at the back? Back it end says, "Hey, it, AI created this. this. I didn't do anything." Well, I so just <laughs> three words got a whole narrative right here. My thesis is, is AI done. really can pass so, college. <laughs> so, the, so the there's a few issues. Uh, it 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 can only respond with data that it's been programmed with. That's, I mean, and that's the it, way the, 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 the so downfall of any AI, right? But a, lot, but a lot of the data sets that they used to program these were open, open free, source. free use on the internet from the internet. And you know how reliable all the information is that you get on the internet. It's 100% reliable. That's why it gets on. That's how it gets yeah. on the internet. You can the believe truth. everything you read on the internet. Quote exactly. Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. That's yeah. what he said. I know. Uh, so <laughs> even though even though the responses come out and sound authoritative and you know definitive, it They're, sometimes generates AI false. is very confident. <laughs> it, well, yeah, in its response. And the scary thing is, is during that whole narrative that you prompted it to it. That's what scares me is was it said that my character was trying to keep the other ones safe. Yeah, and all that. It's exactly what I do for a living. So what did the internet know about me that I didn't tell the internet that it was allowed to tell other people? It, uh, so. I mean, I guess it just generalizes. Yeah. I mean, it would have to, but yeah. Yeah, it's it but like the the stuff that really kills me with the the text AI one is like I made a few prompts. Like I made one prompt and I gave it our names. I didn't read that one, but the very first prompt I said three friends, Jeremy, Jason, and Obi are doing stuff together. And then as I would go, I would just say like the same three friends do this. And it would always respond with our names. 
and it knew to retain that information. And like when it was telling the story, all I said was continue the story and it knew enough to refer back to what it had previously written to keep going with that. So that's what intrigued me. Now, I don't think that this would like the story didn't sound great and there was a lot of repetitive words. And so it's not very good to it's very interesting, but it doesn't make a good read because of the repetitions and the, the, the stuff. But I could definitely see using this platform as like a brainstorming tool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like just you, to generate ideas. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like imagine as a dungeon master, it's like, it's, right? It's an, it's an oh. AI think tank. Yeah. Imagine, oh, no, it, imagine that's dangerous. <clears throat> imagine if you're like a DM, yeah. You get like a basic premise in your head. You type it in there. It gives you a starting point for the adventure. Oh yeah. No, like I say, you had a dwarf, a pixie, and a dark elf, and then what? And it just generates its own. And then yeah. you give. I'm like, no, that's that's genius. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, it's because I'm not very, I'm not a, a a very creative person. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy Twitch, uh, but those aren't. I'm not artistically creative like i'm not good at generating new ideas i'm very good at refining ideas so like i used to work with a guy that was amazing at coming up with ideas but terrible at finishing them so he would come up with the idea and then i would pick it up and finish it out and we worked great together as a team because of that like i'm not very creative he was a very good outside the box thinker coming up with new stuff and then he would give it a little test and then tell me about it. And then I would pick it up and bring it to like a refined state that worked. And so like, to me, this is like a complimentary tool for my skill set. Right. It's cool. So it's definitely cool. It. That's for sure. I'm going to play with it today. <laughs> yeah. If you can get it to load hundred percent, like, it's just uh, keep in mind it's free, it's public, it's so it's not not always up, but highly, highly, highly I'm recommend. Start working on my novel today. I'm excited. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed our little tale of uh, running around and being chased by shadowy organizations. It was kind of like oh, what was it Angels and Demons with that movie fourteen oh eight with a little bit of The Shining mixed in. With. I gotta say, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the thing is, is it wrote a co- cohesive story that was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. It got, yeah. I'm still yeah. paranoid about it, though. <laughs> you think we've uncovered some kind of eldritch secret? We may have. That's what threw me. I'll like see, the eldritch. Yeah. Like, why did it? Where did it come up with that eldritch? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that is some straight out of D&D stuff right there. Yeah. No kidding. I did state earlier it's the beginning of the simulation of us creating the simulation. So, <laughs> Elon was right. Oh, if you just started with that, besides the car <laughs> with unbreakable windows. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's some fun stuff. I, I like, like I said, I, I could play with this for hours, and I've I've been over here trying to get it to run, load, and I'm also looking at some of the other things they have. Like, there's a Dal E2, which is like an image. Dolly, ge- yeah, that's Dolly. another st- that's like a, stable diffusion. Yeah, Dolly, it, you have to pay for Dolly. Yeah, it's ge- yeah image generator. Yeah, and um, some of the the examples that they had on there was really 
really good. Yeah, I think Dolly and Mid Journey probably generate the 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 best quality images. Yeah, but that you you have to pay for both of them. I mean, you get a few images free. Like I think one of them gives you twenty five free, like inputs props, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then the other buy. one, and then the other one. Uh, the way they do theirs is weird. The other one gives you so much free processor time. So it doesn't matter how many prompts you type in. It's how long it takes the computer to generate the response that that, and then after that you have to pay for it. Yeah. So you you can get a a varying number of prompts with that one because they base it off of processor time, which I mean, honestly, I think is a more fair way to do it because if, if you're doing like really complicated prompts that takes it, you know, 15 minutes to generate, you're using more resources than somebody that's generating like a really simple image. So that makes sense to me. I wonder, it just popped in my head. What if you scripted an image from pure binary script and then just put it in there? If it would, I I have no idea. I don't know. Cause it's like I said, I'm playing with it at home. Yeah. Well, the, the, the art ones are, are designed to decipher text and translate that to an image. So that might not work for them because of the way they're programmed. Like, or, or they may be able to recognize that you're typing in a binary code and automatically translate it. But I, I don't know. That or it just pop up an image of said binary. If it right. Yeah. I don't know. I well, like just, I said, they don't do well with text. So like when they when they try to generate text, it's not good. You've created two monsters today. I hope you're satisfied <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> but yeah, oh I just goodness. I thought that I was very intrigued by this. Uh, it's a hot topic right now. Everybody's talking about AI, so I just I had to bring it out there. Um, right. Uh, and by the way, I asked you guys both how you were ready. I am ready for Christmas, believe it or not. I know it's shocking because I'm late for everything always. <laughs> but um, all of my shopping is done. I have a few more things that I have to buy, but they're digital. Yeah. And so if I bought them now, the recipient would be aware before Christmas. I understand. So I have to wait until Christmas Eve. And then just do the hit, purchase. Here you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it well, they automatically install. It's. Ah, it's, okay. Yeah. So it's it's digital downloads. So okay. if I buy them, they automatically install. And then right. it'll be like, oh, cool. I've got it. So I, I, gotta, I have to wait yeah. until Christmas Eve and do it. So that way, Christmas morning, it's ready to roll. They're ready to go. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's cool. But I'm done. Believe it or not, we're I'm finished. finished. Um, something that inflation's always great. Love it. Got to give it a fist bump. Other than that, why is it like throughout the year you see something and and you think of your significant other or your child or whatever? You're just like, <laughs> oh, they would love that. And as soon as this time frame comes through, and you've got to go order something it's either like you can't get it or you don't even remember anything about it and you're like what am i going to buy these that's my thing so okay i am terrible i don't want to say terrible i guess throughout the year if my significant other says hey i would like this or i you know or i want you know this it's so rare that she says that that i'm like okay well i'll go ahead and get it so that way, whenever it comes to this time of year, I'm like, well, hey, what do you want? She's like, well, nothing. I, I, I've got what, it, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> well, crap. Now what do I do? Yeah, I get a lot of that, too. I, I, so for me, holidays and birthdays 
are big things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if I see something and I'm like, oh man, the wife would love that. You or, go ahead and grab or the, it, right? the daughter would think that's really cool. If it's like a hundred bucks or less, I'm probably just going to buy it and give it to him that day. Right. See, that's my problem. I can't hold it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> so then, you know, it comes Christmas time and I'm like, oh, I got to do something nice. Because, you know, on on a random Thursday, I gave her a new PlayStation game. Right. You know, so like this has to be something better than that because this is like this a is holiday. a big one. Yeah, this yeah. is a big one. <laughs> so I get myself in trouble that way. Yeah. <laughs> because I was almost so desperate this year. I started to make custom pet rocks. Oh, nice. I wanted yeah. to go. I was just like, I've got to do something custom. I, just, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so right. we do. We're pretty good about um, like getting things like and we, we I have a two or three places like in the house that we're able to hide things. Right. And so we'll like, we'll find things that the kid likes that are, you know, typically if we're walking through Walmart or something, then there's clearance, you know, they're like, Oh, we'll grab up a bunch of those things, put them in the hiding spot and then kind of trickle them out as you go. Uh Um, and then, you know, there's, there's also kind of a bank of things that's in there. So I'm like, okay, well at least we've got a cushion. Um, and then, yeah, same thing with, with like my, my niece, um, Last year, whenever my kid got her big present, of course, she wanted the Barbie dream house. That's what she wanted. Mm. And after Christmas, they marked them down less than half price. And I was like, well, crap. Here I went and spent 150 bucks on this thing, and now I can buy it for $49. Yep. So my niece is getting one this year. Nice. <laughs> she got the clearance one, right? <laughs> so. Nice. <laughs> And you got to get inventive. You it's do. Just, it's just it. It's such a. I think that's why people get so stressed out. I it's think it like, is too. You have to use the extra computing power. That's what that thing is. I'm. If I'd have <laughs> known I that, buy what, my wife what should I buy my everything. wife? Yes. What should I buy her this year? <laughs> that has everything. <laughs> multi. It's a multi tool for. I'm loving it. Right. It's <laughs> just. I wish I'd known this like a month or two ago. Well, it hasn't been available for long. No, no. This has only been around for like a couple, three months at the most. I yeah. think. Well, I want to say I, end of summer. They started been, hearing about it. They've been working on it for a long time. Right. Uh, but I, the public open beta test hasn't been around for very long. I don't know, a month or two maybe. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. I want to. I want to say at the end of of um, like right as the school year began, I was hearing about it on NPR. They were doing uh, yeah. stuff about it, and they, of course, you know, you had. Um, People saying, well, maybe you should start pulling your images off the Internet because somebody can just grab an image of you, feed it into one of these things, create something that possibly could look real. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, they were saying they were they were they were erring on the side of caution. But now that I'm seeing it and yes, there are some that look really good. I'm still thinking you can tell that this is a, a generated image. Well, so this is, but another thing that a lot of people have done, uh, I don't know if either one of y'all TikTok very much, but a really big trend on TikTok right now is to AI your face. Yeah. And so you submit 20 photos of your face and then it generates a digital you, a digital avatar of you. And it does different. It does it in different styles. Okay. And so it like cartoonifies you basically right. and then it'll do like superhero you anime you 
like all that's these different cool. kind of styles. I might and, have to check that out. Well, see, that's the thing is I don't that one you have to pay for, it. and I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Uh, but people are going nuts with it, and I'm just like, do I really want to give this place twenty? high-res detailed images of my face yeah that's just it because i don't know this company i don't know what they're gonna do i mean because you have to agree to give them the data yeah and so and now they have like surely something in there is they're they're in their little terms and of and conditions is we can use this data exactly you know how we wish to right blah 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 so so they may use it to train for facial recognition they may use it to yeah. uh generate deep fake test images deep fake that's what i yeah. was thinking of yeah so which, that's I don't getting know. remarkably awesome yeah they're doing a really good job with that too I mean, which is scary you're not even gonna, like um, to be an actor anymore it's just going to be voiceover they're just, like, just going to scan well, your face put you exactly i don't have to take this shot forty thousand times because you can't get it right i'm going to boom you just read over you don't even have to do that because they've even more advanced than their video deep fakes uh, like, for example, James Earl Jones will perpetually voice Darth Vader from now until the end of time. And he never has to step foot in a recording studio again because he gave a company. Voice. He gave a company authorization to digitize and analyze his voice. And so they give the script to the company. The company types in what Vader says. It reads it back in James Earl Jones voice. That warms my heart, really. <laughs> and so <laughs> and there are other people that have done the same thing but he's the most famous say uh, definitely morgan freeman should uh, be that, one of those. that was about uh, to say that <laughs> yeah so there are the few, guy, what's uh, the so, dude that does like, green goblin's voice i can't even defoe no Willem he, Defoe he he played green yeah. green goblin but i don't, I don't it was know uh, he was in boondock saints the the fruity cop yeah guy. that's that's well okay yeah. yeah i love that dude's voice i don't know that he voices him but he does he plays him in the spider-man live action movie he's the yeah. one that played green, green goblin. goblin yeah oh so yeah but so yeah i think they you know definitely james earl jones um uh morgan freeman should be in there david attenborough david attenborough oh, that's nice um Jeff Bridges, I think, because he does a lot yeah, of, yeah. of voiceover stuff. Patrick Stewart. Um, Patrick Stewart would be a good one. Speaking Anthony of. Anthony Hopkins would be a good one, oh, too. Get yeah, his digital voice on. And, and the time of year. So Anthony Hopkins is the narrator for Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right. Ron Howard's How yeah. the Grinch Stole Christmas, if you will. Uh, and uh, Patrick Stewart, it's awesome. It's on Audible. If you don't have it, if you've got credits, definitely recommend it's Patrick Stewart recorded doing a live one man show of Christmas Carol. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's awesome. It's really, really good. Something we survived. He, he, he does it all himself from memory on stage. So it's not a hundred percent like straight on accurate, like quote verbatim from the book. Yeah. But it's really good and it's really close. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we survived through covid every day patrick stewart would read like a, a sonnet from shakespeare yeah yeah so it was every day we would actually it was nine or ten o'clock our time or something she's like oh it's ready and i'm like all right so like the whole house well me and the wife you know the kids were like i don't want to listen to that what is that and i was just like yeah that's your language that you speak and most of it come from here just listen he's yeah <laughs> he did that um Leslie Jordan would do just random, and I know that's heart wrenching. But Leslie Jordan would do these very, very funny little videos and things, and it was that like that really. Every time I would 
happened to find one of those like I mean, you, I would be crying. I'd be laughing so much. But yeah. he was, yeah. And I hate that he is now gone from us. Yeah. So crazy. Under such a weird yet. situation. Too. Yeah. Like, very <clears throat> strange. But anyway. So anyway. Yeah. Should we get into like what we're actually, the topic that we're covering? I know we've talked Christmas and AI and all of that kind of stuff. But okay. we actually came to the table with a topic tonight. We did. We have something. We've, we've even done a, at least a very swift uh, a little research. bit of research on, yes. Yeah. So, uh, sure. Uh, drum roll, insert fanfare noise here. Uh, idioms. Idioms. Part glorious idioms, part, part two. Do. Yes, part two. Yeah. So, yeah, who wants to start with this? I mean, you've got some that I have never heard of. Okay, yeah, ever, 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 uh, ever. Okay, ever. I'll start. Yep. So, I went in a completely different direction this time because I didn't want to, because last time, a couple of us had the same ones, right? I mean, not on the show, but like we when we got back together after researching, a couple of us had a couple of the same ones. So, I went in a whole different direction this time, and I went with uh, non-English idioms. So, so you pulled things from around the world. I got things from around the world that are <clears throat> common sayings in other languages. <clears throat> this can be interesting. And then they've been translated. Uh, to English directly, which a lot of them don't make any sense. And then they kind of explain how it would work or like a similar saying in English that would give you the kind of equivalent feeling. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite ones. It's and I'm going to I'm going to butcher them miraculously as I read them in their native language. I was going to say, do we need to just turn on Google Translate and let no, it read I'm, for us? No, I'm going to say it and I'm going to do it very badly. Uh, so my favorite one is an Italian one. And it's avere gli occhi ferrati de prosciutto. <laughs> okay. I know Which, prosciutto, prosciutto is ham. Yep. Yep. I know that because yep. I like prosciutto. And occhi is <laughs> okay. eyes. Okay. Because that's very similar to the Spanish So ham word. eyes. Yeah. So the literal translation would be to have one's eyes lined with ham. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. There are only very, 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 very specific situations where I can see this applying to anything. <laughs> like typically, you get a black eye, put a steak on it. You <laughs> maybe, know that? That's maybe. So maybe they do it with ham. Chop. They do it with yeah, something. They're big on ham. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, so uh, you know, it's Italian, of course. So it has to be food related, right? Oh yeah, that's of like their culture. Uh, this is when you would, uh, what you would say when someone like can't see something that's right in front of them. Like it's so obvious, but they just don't recognize it. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it's also sometimes used to say that someone has been blinded by love. Like, so basically that they're, yeah. Okay. Blinded right. by <laughs> him. Yeah. So it's like you can't see the forest for the trees or like. You know, you're blinded by love. You don't see her faults or his faults because it's right up in the end of your nose. You can't see it. Yeah, yeah. So you've 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 got your eyes lined with ham, like you're just blind to the world. It's weird though that they would choose ham. It's Italian, man. They got to go with food. (laughs) Food or white t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, but like, but and ham is huge over there. Like they got it is. You know, the salami, prosciutto, the like they got like. 12 different kinds of ham. Like, yeah. I, I don't, you know, the, the, whew, it's all good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything I've had. Is, I, when been. I make my charcuterie boards, 
Uh, yeah, what was it that uh, someone at school the other day made made one of those, you know, with all the stuff on yeah. it, and they called it something. It was like, uh, it was like redneck something. I can't remember. I'll, if I think of it, I'll 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 touch right base on. back on it. But yeah, so that one was my favorite. Yeah, to have your eyes lined with ham. Interesting. I don't know that I'll ever have have an, a situation where I will have to have an opportunity to use <laughs> that one. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine the looks you would get? Be like, what? Actually, I may start just randomly using that one in my class. Is, your, you is your eyes lined with ham? Yeah. It's right there. Two plus two is four. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? <laughs> Mr. Ham? Mr. Ham? Mr. Ham, what do you mean? <laughs> eyes lined with ham? What? <laughs> do I have my eyes lined with you? Is that? Your education is just too much for me. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's go in a uh, clockwise manner. All right, so, Obes, you're you're next. Okay. My three that I picked. um, Let's just do one. Just one. Yeah, pick one. Okay. Favorite or second favorite? However you want to play it, brother. Okay, fine. I'm going to go with the favorite one. Okay. This one I set for out. Even after this, I I just sat and just kept reading. I was just enticed by this. Is Here Be Dragons. I love it. So, <clears throat> pretty much, Here Be Dragons comes from a back in the old map making days when we were still exploring this spherical object that we live upon. Uh-huh. It was basically an unknown area. It d- dictated uh, a dangerous or unexplored areas. That could have been anywhere from the geography of the, the place. It could have been the weather. It could have been uh, the people. Um, and if you'll notice on the old maps from, you know, back in the 1400s, 1500s, right. um, it has monsters on the map. And you're like, absolutely. Yeah, everybody's like, like oh, dragons monsters. existed. Well, those dragons come from, you know, hand-me-down tales from our tribal days. Right. Back before, you know, when we were just sticks and yeah. rocks and no wheels. Um, so that gets, I don't remember the terminology, but it gets passed down verbally. Um, and what it would dictate is this, like, um, there were different monsters for different things. You'd see a sea serpent and some seas and oceans that were not uh, tidally locked, um, like would be in certain geographical areas that would dictate that these seas were very unpredictable and could cause your ship to capsize or run into unexplained storms out of nowhere and you would be attacked. Um Dragons were um, more used through an aspect of, you know, the geography may have been unstable or unapproachable. Um, There are rocks under the water. Yeah, (laughs) stuff like that. Uh, Basculists would be used more in a frame of mind of the people were unpredictable. Therefore, they could be venomous if not true. So it was, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if I missed anything on here. Yeah. But, I mean, that gives, kind of gives you a rough rough time frame. But most of, of it comes from the like the megafauna period. Paleo, thicket, thicket. Man, it's like me trying to stay statistics. It's just words you can't say. I'm just sorry. My tongue wasn't made that way. So I can recall like seeing, you know, whenever I was doing stuff on on like history with my kids, you know, we always, I pull up old maps to yeah. show them how they have changed over the t- over the years right? right and they always have those the sea serpents and stuff like yeah. that and um you know whenever you talk about like early exploration and things obviously someone would leave in a boat 
and they never came back, there was one of two things happened. They were either eaten by a monster mm-hmm. or they fell off the edge of the planet and right. it, they're they're gone now. Yeah. So yeah, I can see where this is like our, these are just our first rendition as a caution sign. Exactly. Proceed with caution, here be dragons. Yeah. But, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, it really does. Just kind of comes from a a fear of the unknown. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Another uh, offshoot of another article that I got on is uh, dragons. You know, there's so much on dragons. Oh yeah, but yeah. Some every, of the first every, culture. Like in every culture, there's a, yeah. there's a form of dragon. Uh, a lot of it come from well, part of it. It was more in the Scandinavian side of things, if I remember the article correctly. Um, but it come from the sky. So right. it would dictate, you know, the dragons are unhappy or, you know, whatever. You'd be, oh, yeah. It'd be these storms. Yeah. So with the lightning and all this other stuff, they were throwing lightning and all this other Fighting stuff. Fighting one so, another. Yeah, yeah. So it was the, that's part of a mini chaptered thing about dragons, but it, it was more sky-based weather. You know, I, I've I've wondered, and I you know I've seen various little bits and pieces about about dragons and their origins, and being like, okay, so where really do they come from? Where does it really come from? And I, the suggestion is fossils. Obviously, we yeah, find I can, find like fossils of of dinosaurs, and they were like, ooh, this must have been this creature that was terrible and yeah. and, and, and seeing stuff like alligators and yeah yeah and things and they kind of piece it together like they see the bone structure of an alligator is similar to the bone structure of this other thing and they're like well that right. had to be like a huge kind of reptile thing um, yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean and, that's it's cool though i mean the- so, and that's exactly where the physical descriptions of a cyclops came from really mm. yeah or, uh, believed to be, I don't. I don't know that anybody knows for certain, but it's believed to be that people would st- occasionally stumble across the skeletal remains of an elephant or a mammoth, oh, and they would see yeah, the one the big large. hole for the trunk, yes. where the trunk is on the skull, and, and they, they would like, think oh, that's that was an eye, an eye. <laughs> and it only had one, and it's a giant, and obviously, it's huge. yeah, yeah. So oh, there's wow. a theory about Bigfoot on the same no, that's aspect. Very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, think so Bigfoot it was a Orthopithica. Is the giant uh, the giant orangutan? Right. Yeah, Gigantopithica. Yeah, Gigantopithica. Yeah, that's, that's the one. So I mean, it's just man. And I only know crazy. that because of the Jungle Book. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or Gigantopithecus. Yeah. 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 Good old Louis, King Louis. Mm. I want to walk like you, <laughs> talk like you do. As voiced by Christopher Walken in the new Love Actually. Yes. He did a great job he with did. it, too. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's another one that needs his voice recorded. Well, first, what you want to do is get a free-range chicken. Yeah? yeah. You heard that one? I don't think that's I Saturday have. Night Live. You've oh got just, just 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 search that one. Well, the only thing it. I can think of with Christopher Walken in Saturday Night Live is, I got a fever, and the only <laughs> cure is more cowbell. <laughs> there was a guy that was, it was a YouTube short thing. It was like how to speak like Christopher Walken. And the, I, the, I, those guys are good. Yeah. And they can point you in the right direction. It's all about... Yeah. Inflection and cadence yeah. with him. And there's a every good uh, impressionist will have a hook for the person. And it's like a, a, a quick turn of phrase that they say to get them into that mode of speech. Exactly. So I guess this guy's was free range chicken for Chris Walken, maybe? Is that yeah, what Yeah, yeah. For okay. that that one little little skit that he does, it, it's great. Cause you know, he's he's always he's he's got this peaceful, just like this is normal, but 
everybody else is looking at it, it's like, dude, that's the most sadistic violent thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a not. true romance is one of my favorite little things that I mean, just there's nothing he does that's that's wrong. <laughs> Well, the, his his little cameo part in Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah. yeah. I walked around with this watch in my ass for five years. Yeah, see, that's good. You got the little you got it, twang dude. at the back. I, I tried. Everybody at the house just looks at me. He's like, what is, what is Dad doing? He's like just wasting his time till it's bedtime to go to work tomorrow. He's just found a way to entertain his silly butt. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so my turn, right? Yeah. That's All right, it. so um, the one, the first one that I've got here on my list is "Give Me a Run for My Money." So, Ooh. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of different ideas of where this thing came from, and we know kind of what it means, right? Yeah. Well, I think I do. Yeah. Okay. What do you think it means? Um, uh, like it's close. It's a very, it's a tight competition. A tight competition, it's, right? Yeah. And so I would think horse racing. And you would be right on course with the Oxford English Dictionaries. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So it says here that the Oxford English Dictionary suggests that the origin was in horse racing. Um, but there are debates on with, whether it really actually oh, okay. started in right. horse racing. Um, it could be figurative, extended sense to mean sort of like a challenge um, with or without money actually being spent. But... Um, they give the fr- the phrase as a figurative use, right? Mm-hmm. So the other debate comes from um, actually the British sense of a run, which is hunting. Oh yeah, run so, the hounds. Yeah, you give yeah. you run the hounds, right? So that they are saying that um, a run in the in hunting is a continuous spell of riding after these hounds, um, and it's really what people go hunting for. Uh, hunting's expensive. And yeah. you need a good horse, the right clothes. Historically, in some parts of the country that weren't well stocked with animals, to hunt, you might even have to buy your quarry. You would buy either a bagged fox or a carted stag. And these were very expensive. Wow. And dedicated hunters would follow that these these things were worth your money if you got a good, quote, run for your money. Oh. So that's possibly where it came from as well. It it originates somewhere in the mid eighteen um, hundreds, and it can be you know horse racing, hunting events, um, sporting events now, and right. um, anything that has endorsed racing where you have like the logo on the side of like say a NASCAR or something, they are running their money around the track. So it's hmm. kind of a I mean it's got a lot of different. Possibilities. Uh, possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, so right. That's a hmm. pretty good phrase, though. I like the hunting one. I was totally like off par on that whole thing. <laughs> I was just like, ah, maybe profit margins. Like, man, we're going to really come close to this physical year's you know, <laughs> capital. It's way high. But yeah, I thought the hunting part of it was neat. That's why I pulled this one because I thought, yeah, it's got to be horse racing. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, that's. It does make the, sense. Yeah. Yeah, the run. So. Yeah, because yeah. it's like costing an arm and a leg. That we did before the painting, right? Yeah. yeah. If you if you were had your arm back tucked behind you, you didn't have to pay for that arm, right? Yeah. So that that I, that one caught me. I was yeah. Uh, wow, that's a really good one. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so for my next one, we're gonna take a little trip north from Italy. Yeah. Yeah. North and and uh, west. Uh, we're gonna go to Iceland. Oh, you know, I hear it's really green there. I have too. I heard it's beautiful. Like yeah. everything that I've yeah. seen. Um, yeah, 
is gorgeous. Isn't that where they they done most of the filming for uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy? No, no, no. Was, that was, was that New Zealand. New Zealand. That's what I was. Yeah. Saying. A lot of earthquakes there. I hear. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the Ring of Fire, so yeah. So I got off topic. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> I this one, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna butcher. You're gonna butcher this. this no, because Icelandic yeah, is very difficult. Language very difficult language. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go, and I'm gonna be racially insensitive. I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know. Uh, I'm going to Sesame Street real quick. I totally have no clue what you just did. I don't know. Even your face moved in weird directions. I kind of tried to tie in like a fake Icelandic sounding accent and then just throw the Swedish chef on at the end for good measure. I don't think they'd be insulted on that. You tried. He put his heart into that. I did see it. So the literal translation of that. Whatever it was. Whatever. Uh, is to lay your head in water. What? Okay. Like, like how if much sick, water? Maybe? Uh, well, just it. That's it. Just to lay your head in water. So there's so there's no... Uh, the only thing I can think of is like, you know, if you get really, really sick, they, you know, they sweat out or, you know, some people would... Um, like put cold water on them or something Cold water like or you just jump into an ice bath. Okay, so Some you're speed. thinking like an illness. Yeah. Type. Okay. To okay. so lay your head in water. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe to block things out. Kind of like one of those. Like uh, basically, when you go underwater, you don't hear the the sounds of the okay. modern world or whatever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Like this, I couldn't even come up with anything for this one. I was like, I don't know, but it sounds interesting. Uh, so what this is, uh, to translate the meaning, the, you know, the, the overall meaning of it, not just the literal word for word translation, uh, you would use this phrase when you need to sleep on something or, or you need to put your thinking cap on. It kind of goes into your, ah. it's kind of, what are the, those chambers where you just lay in the, the, the water? The isolation chambers. Yeah. And, something uh, like that. Maybe. Yeah. Like what uh, Eleven does whenever she does her thing and stranger yeah, things. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I just. I don't know. I just kept picturing somebody getting like waterboarded. Well, I mean, when you say lay your head in water, I like for some reason I was thinking like maybe you just lay back in water up to where it like covers your ears, where only your eyes and nose, like your face is out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I see. I don't and kind know, of like, blocking so, things out. I don't know. That, that makes sense. But like I said, all I could come up with was like somebody being waterboarded, and I'm just like, I don't know what you would use that for. But yeah, it's uh, to lay you know, your head in water to to think about something. Huh. Hmm. I wonder where they pull that from. I wonder what the origin of that one would yeah, be. See, that's that's was, weird. Maybe like you're saying, like you, you kind of put your ears underwater and it blocks out the surroundings and gives you that clarity clarity to think. That could I be. Know. I don't know. Yeah. The white noise, like whenever you, you do go underwater, especially like in a pool or something, you kind of get that almost this bassy. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's a, like a very. It takes up everything. So, yeah. Huh, that's that that's deep. interesting. Oh yeah, I like that one. I do too. Not as good as <clears throat> lining your eyes with ham. I, you know, I, but I'm I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's just different. It is. Yeah. Ah, huh. I like. And that, that comes from Iceland. Yep, that one was Iceland. Okay. What's your right. What's your next one, Hopes? All right, we're going to go with apple of my eye. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, this one is Hebrewic. Did I say that right? He, I know it's yeah. Hebrew. Hebrew, yeah. From uh, let me look at my little notes here. It's it's basically um, someone you cherish above all others. 
But to us, like our kids and our friends and our our significant other, that's the apple of our eyes. Yeah. But there's a it goes a little deeper. Um. It it's basically when you focus upon something that reflects yourself within others. So when you see, see how did I write that? Uh, oh well. Let me backtrack on that. The Hebrew expression itself is comes from the phrase "little man of the eye." Little man of the little, eye, yep. referring to the tiny reflections of yourself that you can see within others. Okay, that you would like to promote and push forward. Huh. So, uh, basically, you're being focused upon. Let's say Biscuit here. He's just the apple of our eye. And, and, and we really see is. a lot of ourselves in him, so we want to. And he's younger, you know, so we want to promote, um, tutelage him, mentor him, and basically, it's almost like you cherish this this reflection of you so much that you want to endorse upon it. So would it okay. almost be something that would you would almost want to live vicariously through a person? I think I, it's more I, like, not, yeah, I, I kind of take that. what he's saying more as like a legacy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like um, you want you want you want to you want to endow certain of your traits in another person to propagate. so that way that your legacy could mm-hmm. be yeah carried it, out. It was through. actually used in the Bible about six or seven times. I didn't write any of that down, but um, it was just something. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Wow. Not not that studied hmm. in the great book that much. So this is it came from around the ninth century. Um, BC, and then uh, <clears throat> at some particular point, the the phrase was attributed to Alfred the Great, which I didn't read a lot into that either. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just like, ah, that's a good note. So I mean, it gives somebody a reference point to kind of. These yeah. are there's some time frames and reference areas you can look into. And Batman it. would never be the same without him. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> or the British Army for that, or Special Service, whatever they call those, because Alfred was mean. Yeah, uh, just yeah. respectfully so. You don't man, mess with he that was man. tough, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got his own show now. Yep. Oh really? I need, yeah, I need Pennyworth. to watch it. Yeah, it's what no, Pennyworth? Pennyworth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His because his name's Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. Okay. What's it? Uh, what's it what's like? Just, I don't know where it's at. Is it Netflix CW or, is it or Netflix? It? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I've, se- I've seen uh, the ads for it, but I've not watched any of it yet. But to watch carefully, mentor or to be mentored, obsession or tutelage. Nice. Apple awesome. of my eye. I, All right. I didn't think it had such a uh, egotistical diversion to it. I yeah. just thought it was more of a just loving thing. So okay, so my next one here, um, and I, this one I, I thought of because I, as I was going through and reading, you know, all uh, or like researching, I had another like Facebook page open and was just kind of scrolling through, and I've seen a whole lot of of um, these people that are reporting porch pirates coming in and stealing their packages oh, from yeah. Amazon right, and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So the phrase that I thought of instantly was these guys got sticky fingers and uh-huh. sticky fingers, right? That's, that's something we've heard of. Like I've heard that all my life. You know, oh, yeah. somebody that steals something has got sticky fingers. Yeah. So I was like, well, where did that actually come from? Where did they, the whole sticky fingers thing come from? And like the wet bandits, you remember those guys from home alone? And yeah. then they ended up in the second one being the sticky bandits. He would put tape on his hand and stick his hand into like the little bucket from the, the uh, Salvation Army and steal money from them. So anyway, 
I was like, where does this like phrase really come from? Like someone having like, do they say that they have sticky fingers just because they steal things and they're like, you know, yeah. Or, or where does it come from? Yeah, right? they can't so, walk past something without it stick, sticking to their hand. Exactly. And that's kind of where it comes from. The phrase is from Britain in the mid-1800s. It's a metaphor suggesting that if someone has a tendency to steal valuable items, that cash and those little trinket items right. naturally adhere to their hands, like like their Velcro or their sticky. So okay. um, they say that it also might have um, originated more so um, – so like there there's no like direct saying okay this is when we see this right. for the first time um until you get to the like around 1930 between 1930 and 1935 and then they the the other source says that this sticky fingers thing did not actually come from just petty theft of just items but literally came from like gold mining and these uh-huh. people would actually put um either sap or honey on their fingers and as they were sorting they would it would stick to them and they would pocket that at the weigh-in for their gold and they would have this gold now in their pockets and that would be from their quote unquote sticky fingers um there's really no again no good source exactly saying exactly how it came about but i thought both of those were kind of a cool thing i went went a little darker yeah yeah I was thinking maybe going back to like the biblical or mid-east crime punishment system where you would lose a hand, you know, yeah, oh. or like like or they cut off your fingers sometimes, right? And I was thinking maybe they like stuck their fingers back on. Oh. So that'd be sticky. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, I can take this one off. Check this out. <laughs> but now that's the way they can kitten here. The, the the they're saying that it came from just oh, and it also specifically said that. It's not like a hardened criminal, not like someone that steals big things, like knocks over a bank or something. Right. But it's little trivial, petty items. Yeah. Like somebody we would we would think of like a kleptomaniac. Yeah, somebody <laughs> walking through the you know Walmart or something and putting a candy bar in their pocket. It's yeah. a, it's of little to no value, but they just can't help themselves. Right. Speaking yeah. of klepto, I had a friend in sophomore year. We took um, uh, what was that class? <laughs> I don't remember if it was psychology or keyboarding. It was it, it was both in that one classroom. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wanting to say his name was Jeremy. Oh no! But what did you do? his nickname was his name was Clipto. We called him we called him Clip because I mean he would steal something right out of front of your face, and then he'd always bring it back like later. He'd just be like, "Here, you, know, you drop this." I'm like, "You you did you not. S- it was sitting right. Where, you I was, stole that, you and s- you never noticed it was even gone. He was daylight. just you picked smooth. it up, and put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. God, and now his name, now he goes by Apollo, and he's a famous street <laughs> musician performer that's on TV all the time, showing you how you pick. Exactly. Dude. So, you know, I worked with a guy that was really, 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 really good at pickpocketing. And I mean, we're talking like top notch level. Oh, he was a a magician, a stage magician. And that was one of his things was was because if you can do that, like if you can get that that up close, personal, like hand trick magic stuff. And then he had really honed in the, the, the pickpocketing thing. And man, he would bring people up on stage. And he was um, do like the little card tricks and the hand magic, you know, real up close personal yeah, stuff. Yeah. And unflipping load them of everything they own. Yeah. Take their watch, their, their wallet, watch, their wallet, neckties, their belt, yeah. um, gl- glasses off their face. I mean, everything. 
and then send them back to the audience and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's your room key. Here's your car keys. Here's your wallet. Here's and they're, they're like, what? I mean, he was good. And nice. I mean, these were not plants. These were people that were yeah. legit paying customers that would come in. Yeah. And, and it's all psychology. It is. And it's all about and pressure. It's all physiology. Said. Yeah. Because he would put pressure on one spot. Like if he was moving him somewhere onto the stage, which would right. take your mind away from what was happening it was elsewhere. About misdirection. Yeah. Misdirection. And yeah, making yeah. your mind, you know, well, cause sense you can, one thing because you can't really. Yeah. You're, you're the human brain is. <laughs> hundred percent not capable of multitasking. Right. So if you apply a large amount of force to like somebody's shoulder, like say you're trying to spin them around and you dig your thumb in a little bit unnecessarily, they that overloads that. the that overloads the nervous system where that's the only thing they can feel in that moment. And, and while you're spinning them, you just pull their wallet out of their pocket. Yeah. And that like and that, nerve- that light <clears throat> touch on the wallet versus the heavy touch, you know, yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that it was crazy to watch yeah. him do that. Though I do have a torture he would have, trick. He would have some sticky fingers for sure. He could. That would be impressive to be able to have that skill set. <sighs> that is for sure. Now at work, being a maintenance man uh-huh. or maintenance director, I don't want to sell myself short. Don't you know? sell yourself yeah, short. I'm That's a director. Right. Exactly. I action, direct myself action, to action. do these things. <laughs> um, but no, like my favorite thing is just because they just want to set. You know, you're talking to somebody and. I'm just always looking behind them, and it, and I think we may have talked about this before in a conversation. I don't remember, but you know, I'm just constantly kind of just looking behind them, like I'm looking at something. What it gets their curiosity floating, and they're just, and eventually they're going to have to turn. around. They turn around and look. Well, as soon as they do, I'm calm. Like they turn around because everybody's like, "Where's the maintenance man? He's he just always just disappeared. You don't know where he's at." <laughs> so it's just a trick that I learned forever like, ago. Uh, just John Turturro like, in in that Mister Deeds. You <laughs> underestimated my sneakiness. Yeah, I love that dude. <laughs> but it's just they'll turn around, and it just takes a. You could be surprised how far you can move because if you try, it's just like hitting the brakes in a car. It takes you like a second and a half to react to anything, right? Right. So it's the same thing. They turn around. I'm already five feet away. The time they're just like, and they're now the curiosity kicks in. I'm down around the corner. They have no idea. They turn around. I'm gone. Yep. Where'd he go? Was, and then was then he you, ever really here at all? Like, I've lost my mind. <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite trick to do with people. That or I, I like to slip uh, uh, just like my business card. Like, yeah. Because a lot of the people that I work with wear scrubs. So, you know, they've got these little pockets up on like the belly line of the hips and stuff yeah. like that. And I'll just write like a, hey, how are you? Or just hires, just some silly note on a little business card. And I just, I'll just be sitting there and we're talking and I'll literally just slide a hand, bam. Next thing you know, I, they, I get, the, they give me the card back. <laughs> and they was like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's, it's just, I like to mess with people like that. So the whole slide of hand thing and misdirection, that, that's neat. That is neat. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's interesting the shortfalls of the human brain Isn't it? and how it can be exploited. Yeah. For sure. But yes. but yet we can create something like the AI generator. Maybe. Uh, uh, that, that's a simulation <laughs> of a simulation. Or maybe simulation. it created itself. <laughs> True. Dun, dun, oh, dun. sorry. Uh, All right. So what yeah. you got next there, Mr. Clay? So here, here's my here's my third one. All right. Uh probably my last one. Uh let's go to the uh Wonderful land of Germany. Ah, Deutschland. Oh, hamburger. Yeah. yeah. So, again, 
Apologies in advance for butchering the pronunciation of this. I'm like excited to hear this because I can. I know. I know 100. I can't properly make the sound that is supposed to be made for this one word because <clears> I. <throat> when I was in high school, we had a German for an exchange student, and yeah. I couldn't do it right ever. <laughs> so I'm, I know I'm going to mess it up. So anyway, ich. That's the one. Ich. Ich. ich no, ich. You're, you're doing it too hard. That's like a ich. Jewish. Okay. Ich. It's like. It's 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 more of like an SH with a in it. I can't do it. Okay. Ish. Something uh, like that. But yeah, ish. you're closer than I am. But anyway, ish verstehen der Bahnhof. Okay. That was not bad. Um, Sounds German to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was really going to do German, it'd be like, ich verstehen der Bahnhof. Yeah, they are very <laughs> verbally violent. Uh, so... The literal translation of that phrase is, I only understand train station. I don't. You are totally lost on this one, I can tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so you got any You got any thoughts? Mr. I mean, I've got a couple. Yeah. What, what I mean, I only understand, understand train station. That's, yep. So, again, knowing now where it comes from, Germany, right. mm-hmm. I'm going to think back around... Probably whenever we were fighting. Okay. And they were like, get me out of here. Okay. Okay. Mine's a little different. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking more because Germans are renowned engineers. Like they have the ability to build. True enough. Think so, of Mercedes and BMW. Yeah, so if and I only such. understand train Volkswagen. station, that, that would kind of be like, I only understand the. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the manual of, of the said situation, maybe. I don't know. That's where my mind went. Okay. okay. Uh, so the actual history is a little muddled. It's hard to pin it down exactly. Uh, the The prevalent theory is it originated uh, towards the end of World War One. Okay. Uh, where the mili- the soldiers, the German soldiers. Uh, upon being dismissed at the end of the war to return home uh, would say this and kind of a meaning of like the only thing I can think about is the train station that's going to take me home to get out of here okay I was fairly Um, close yeah Yeah. so um, basically don't say anything to me except go home yeah yeah pretty much um so another another mindedness. Yeah, another possible is that uh, it could refer to new tourists in Germany who have I, literally only learned a very few train station. Yeah, how do I get there? Train <laughs> yeah. station. Because you know, like in Europe, <laughs> everywhere they that's how they get around. Yeah, you can go pretty much anywhere in Europe. Yeah, on a, on you a, get a Euro, Euro rail pass and you're good to go. Yeah, it's not like here, but like over there. Public transport is a viable means of right transportation, so that's another another thinking of it. the The overall essence of the saying, like if you wanted to come up with something in English that would kind of convey the same meaning, it would be like, uh, "It's all Greek to me," okay. meaning like I don't really understand what you're saying. Yeah, so that that would be like a a, a fuzzy kind of translation. Okay, I get to that. English so you kind of got a general notion of your direction. But the rest of it, like you said, is just all Greek. Yeah. I actually started to pick it's all Greek to me. I was reading on that one. I was like, eh. 
I just chose against <laughs> that one. That right or on. I really was thinking about the all roads lead to Rome. That well, was that one was that, pretty literal. Yeah, so I just kind of backtracked. Right. All that. It was like everybody kind of gets that. Rome one. built all of the roads, so they all yeah, go literal. straight back to Rome, <laughs> and they were built as a means for Roman soldiers to quickly navigate to, to yep. any of the Roman territories. So literally, all the roads went to Rome yep. because that's where they deployed their soldiers from. So, <laughs> oh, lost yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Obes, what you got next? All right. This one actually has a little bit of Roman stuff in it, so uh-huh. I didn't mean to lead into that, but it worked. Uh, drawing a line in the sand. Now, everybody okay. knows what that means. Like, yeah. As soon as I said I like drawing it. a line in the sand, everybody knows. My seven-year-old would probably know what this means. And literally, that's pretty much it. I mean, but the the origin of it is what I found to be most interesting about it because it wasn't a line. It was a circle. So um, it all came from a conflict from Rome and the, if I'm saying this correctly, I'm pulling a biscuit here, Hellenistic kings. Okay. Yeah. Roman Greek. Roman Greek. They were the successors from Alexander the Great, which right. after he passed, you know, pretty much everybody just like, hey, man, we're, we're just going to do our own thing again. So everything he built kind of almost fell apart. This traces back to century second century bc or about and basically it's to make a decision without you know it's this or that here's here's the line in the sand this is your decision yes or no you got to have it right now if not you know so it was a circle it wasn't a line um let's see where's this guy's name i'll find it eventually um, this came from uh, basically Rome and the the kings. You know, we they were fighting in in the Egyptian territories at this point. Ah, here we go. Cassius, Cassius, Belly, B E L L I. Okay, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, um, and basically, if if he stepped, if he stayed in the circle, that was the thing that kind of got me. If he stayed in the circle, from what I understood then there would be war because he stood his ground. If he stepped outside of this circle, then that would give uh, Cassius Belly, I think I'm saying that right, he could promptly declare war upon the decision of this this one king that represented the other kings. They, they'd kind of made a little coalition from what I read. Um, Rome demanded the, the forces from the Egyptian territories, so... To he had to make a decision. Oh, here it goes. 168 BC, Roman consul Gaius Populus Laminos. They had some very <laughs> long populous names. Uh, drew a circle, and King Antiquus the Fourth of the Seleucid Empire was the one that actually had the circle. Okay, rode around him. So I mean, it basically was. A do or do not. Here's your decision. See, but it see turned that. into a line instead of a circle. But when he stepped outside of the circle, that was when he was just like, we'll, we'll, we'll step back. So I can see this. Okay. I can see a lot of different things deriving from this. Right. So you got your, your line in the sand, which would mean basically when you've drawn that line, that's it. You've got to make that decision. You've got, you know, if, if you, that's, that's a hold point. I can also see that like, the, the um, drawing a red line, 
kind of a, that coming from that as well. You know, it all kind of meaning the same thing. If you cross this threshold, right, things are about to hit the fan. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of what <clears throat> I see that as. Yeah. Like this is the limit. Yeah. This is the straw if that you, broke the camel's if back. If you push this past is this the, limit. Yeah. It's, it's on. It's on. We're done. Yeah. yeah. And, we, it, and we, it, we, the, the, the talking is over. Yeah. Fists are flying. That's right. And then Cassius Clay come in and said, like, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Exactly. <laughs> Wrong just, Cassius, that, right? That, that, yeah. Oh, wait, we can oh, go with it. Why not? Uh, I kind of like his version anyway with that one. He went a little bit of spaghetti western there. I like it. Uh, oh, the, the, did we cover the, the straw that broke the camel's back? Because you we just did last said time. that. I yeah. know. That's, it just popped up. That's, that's one we'll have That's to, one of those that we'll have to hit. Because, I mean, I've got quite a few more on here that I, we're right? not going to be able to get no, to tonight because no, we yeah. are, I know, right now running long. So, yep. Um, let me go ahead and hit my last one, and then we'll we'll kind of tie things up in a nice little red bow for Christmas. Yeah. All right. So the last one that I want to want to do, and like I said, I've got a few here that I'm, and this is the one that I I, I want to end on. Uh, do I want to do this? I'll let you guys choose. You can do it. One of two, mm-hmm. either face the music or swan song. Which do you want to know about? What if you face the music of a swan song? Oh, you devious, <sighs> devious oh, man. man. <laughs> I like, yeah, I, I'm going with Biscuit on this one. No, no, no. Let's, um, <laughs> I, I want to hear swan song. Yeah? Yeah. yeah cause I kind of right. get the, the face of the music. I'd like to know the origin on that. But swan song, I don't know anything about that one. Okay, so swan song. Yeah, I know, I know is, what it's used for, but I don't understand the... Okay, so what do you think it's used for? Like it's in, like your last big... Hurrah. It's your final thing. It's your swan song. Exactly. But I don't understand any of the, like I know I know when people use the phrase, but I don't I don't know what where, it's for. Where it came from, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So swan song, metaphorical phrase. It is a final gesture, effort, or performance given just before death or retirement, typically. Um, the phrase refers to an ancient belief that swans sing a beautiful song just before their death since they have been silent or alternatively not so musical for most of their lifetime. This belief, whose basis has been long debated, had become proverbial in ancient Greece by the 3rd century B.C. and was reiterated many times in later Western uh, poetry and art. Swans learn a variety of sounds throughout their lifetime. Their sounds are more distinguishing uh, during courting rituals and not necessarily so much correlated with death, but... That's where they say that it comes from. In Greek mythology, the swan was a bird consecrated to Apollo. It was therefore considered a symbol of harmony and beauty, and its limited capabilities as a quote-unquote singer were sublimated to those of, like, songbirds, right? Because it's not as beautiful as the songbird, but at the end, it would be... Did Greek people actually have swans? That's what it says. Peaceful, loving. This Have you ever it. been around a swan? They're mean. They are mean. jerks. They are jerks, but they're beautiful when you see them out they're on the water, aristocratic right? Aristocratic goose. So geese. in Aesop's geese, fable of the swan and the goose, this incorporates the swan song, song, swan song legend as saving its life when it was caught by mistake instead of the goose, but was recognized by its song. So basically there at the very end, it sang this beautiful song and saved its own life. Um, there are subsequent references in Achilles. Um, his is Agamemnon from 458 BCE. In that uh, play, this um, 
Clymenstra compares the dead Cassandra to a swan who has sung her last lament. Um, in Plato's uh, Phaedo, the character of uh, Socrates says that although swans sing in early life, they do not do so as beautifully as before they die. He adds that there is a popular belief that the swan's song is sorrowful, but so- uh, Socrates prefers to think that they sing for joy, having foreknowledge of the blessings in the other world. Um, Aristotle noted in History of Animals that swans are musical and sing chiefly at the approach of death. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's that's what they say all this. I death. know, but Socrates, Aristotle, and Plato—they all taught each other. Of course, they're going to have the same opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, after seeing all of that, I was like, okay, so we've, I know that there's a record label called Swan Song and Led Zeppelin, that's where, that's what they all, like their big thing was, right? That was their record label, Swan Song. Oh, okay. I didn't Um, know that. And so I was like, so what are some good examples of Swan Songs, like in our pop culture, right? Um, Queen, their Innuendo, the album Innuendo is considered their Swan Song. Because it was the one that you know Freddie passed away, and they had done. He had actually recorded a couple of things for it just weeks before his death. Oh, um, David Bowie's Black Star, that was his album that came out just right as he was like that. I had no idea he was even sick. It was just like, oh yeah, David Bowie dies of cancer, and we're like, I was like, what? And then this album <laughs> comes out, and they say that's his swan song. Huh. Um, Janis Joplin's Pearl. That album. Okay, so hold on. The Swan Song is supposed to be like the biggest, best. Okay, so these are the band Swan Song. Okay, I don't, I'm not familiar. It was Innuendo a good album? It was a very good album. It wasn't like a Bohemian Rhapsody or, or Not at the Opera, but it was a very good album, and it okay, so, foreshadowed his demise a lot. Okay, so I mean, well, same Freddie, Freddie Mercury had to with, know he was sick. So. Yeah, and same way with David Bowie. It really, yeah. really basically. So the Black Star was yeah. a good album? It was a good album, yeah. Okay. But um, no, Janis like, Joplin's Pearl was phenomenal. I yeah, mean, but, I mean be, she me died. and Bobby McGee and all that, and she dies of, of an overdose, right? Yeah, but I mean, and she died like really young. So I mean, twenty-seven. Did, did she have? She's part of the she, twenty-seven cut club. Really? Yeah. Did, but did she have that many albums? There was a few. There's. Like I thought she only had like four three. or five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know um, she was that young. And then in film, Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee. Big time. Yeah. Um, James Dean's Re- Rebel Without a Cl- uh, Cause. And then one you almost note, said clue. Yeah, rebel without a cause, <laughs> rebel without a clue. Um, That's me. And then I just want to take an opportunity, real quick, to say I hope everyone out there listening has a safe, happy, and wonderful holiday season. We've got Christmas right around the corner. New Year's just a week after that. Yes. So you know, happy, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate or don't, whatever your yeah. religious affiliations or lack thereof. I hope you have a good time. Be safe on New Year's, people. Please don't drink and drive. Yeah. Uh, if you go to a party, have a designated driver. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Get a taxi. Ride Call the train. Call someone that you know. Whatever you do. Yeah. Don't Call drive. I'll drive. <laughs> yep. I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, um, from Two Minds Studios, you know, we, yeah. we wish you the best. Absolutely. Yeah. And I uh, just want to say we love you all. Yep. Yeah. So. Couldn't have said it better myself, so... All right, so do we need to exit this thing? Let's wrap her up. Let's put a bow on it, oh, like you said. Like a bow, you know, for Christmas bow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, All and right. by the way, because we talked about this, Pennyworth is on HBO streaming platform. Nice. HBO. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. So if you want to find this episode or any other episode, you can go to our host site, twominds.podbean.com. We are also on Spotify, Apple Tunes, Apple, I think iTunes or whatever it is. Um, we've got all. Anywhere you can find a podcast. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just about. Facebook. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook. We have a group page set up there. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash two minds podcast. You can send us an email. We are um, two minds podcast at gmail.com. Do we still have a Twitter account? Yeah, it's still there until okay. until it, the site just gets burned down by its current owner. Yeah, and that's probably, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can see that light at the end of the tunnel. That's another idiom, by the way. Yeah. Um, light at the end of the tumble, Careful, tunnel. Careful, it might be a train. Maybe him <laughs> carrying a match. <laughs> just saying. To burn this thing down. Um, at Two Minds Podcast, if you want to send us a tweet. Yeah, that's our Twitter. Uh, we have done up a Mastodon account. We have, yes. So we're on the Fediverse now. And I forget the link to that. I think it is mstdn.party. And... Our at is at Two Minds Podcast. So it's mstdn.party forward slash at Two Minds Podcast. And that should pull us up on the Fediverse. You can follow us there. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so that's the various ways that you can get a hold of us. <clears throat> and, you know, we would love to hear from you. you yeah. know, if nothing else, just, hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> so, Look, it's an actual Mastodon. Isn't it cool? Mastodon is a that. cool little platform. Yeah, and it's basically it's very complicated to try to explain, but but once you get into it, 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 it it's a lot easier. It's very similar to Twitter in the way it operates. Right, you very have, similar. There's some yeah. distinct differences, but it's very similar to Twitter. Yeah. So if you can run Twitter, you can get the hang of this with it. I, I mean, I, I was I was able to jump on and, and figured it out in like five minutes. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's yeah, very very cool. similar, and uh, there are multiple. Uh, it's federated. That's kind of the weird thing about it. Like there is no, it's not like Twitter where there's one site, there's multiple sites. Uh, you can join any of a variety of number of Twitter instances or Twitter uh, Mastodon instances. Uh, but anyway, we have one. You if can you, find us there. Yep. Uh, you just you create your own account and you look for at two minds podcast. You'll find us. You can follow us. Yep. Um, 